I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. Today's show is sponsored by Coinbase Prime, a leading prime brokerage for digital assets. While Coinbase is widely known for its retail business, Coinbase also provides the bridge to the digital asset world for institutional investors, high net worth individuals, financial institutions, and corporate investors. Through their professional trading platform, deep and diversified liquidity, execution expertise, and Coinbase custody, one of the largest and most trusted digital asset custodians, Coinbase Prime is a solution for institutions looking to enter the digital asset markets. For more information, visit prime.coinbase.com. This is David, and this is your new episode of Baselayer. I have Jesse Johnson with me today, the co-founder of Avogachi. Hey, Jesse, how are you doing? Uh, very good. Thanks for having me. Avogachi is a project I've been watching for probably the last six or seven months before this whole NFT blow up happened with people and everyone talking about it from your grandma to people in Wall Street. Everyone started to pay attention to NFTs when people sold for $69 million at Christie's. But guess what? NFTs and all of these collectibles that have been kind of coming to the market have been actually been building for the last few years, maybe about three or four years. And so Avogachi's are a rare collectible in the space living on the Ethereum blockchain backed by the ERC721 standard. And so we'll talk about that. But before we get too far into things about what Avogachi's are and kind of why people are really loving this, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jesse, what you did prior to Avogachi and how you got inspired to actually be a builder here? Sure. Thanks, David. Um, yeah, basically my background for the last few years, I've been experimenting with NFTs uh, almost three years now. So just like you say, kind of going back to the real early days, not quite crypto punks early, but you know, shortly after that, I was working in the uh, on the other side of the industry with the digital assets exchange um, side based here in uh, Singapore. I'm based in Singapore and um, ended up leaving that position because I got obsessed with NFTs and ended up helping to co-found Mintable.app, which was Ethereum's first NFT minting platform where you no code solution, you can go there and just start minting NFTs. And I thought that was amazing. And uh, since then it's only grown and become a full-fledged marketplace and all sorts of solutions that are very innovative. But um, I left that, I mean, I was only there for about a year working on that and then got obsessed with my kind of uh, muse, which was this idea of taking an NFT and injecting utility into it. And the most interesting utility I could think of was with um, what came to be a project called BullionX. And so BullionX is an NFT, the first of its kind, it's a 721 token that uh, derives value from two places. There's the, the speculative value that we're all coming to know these days with NFTs, but there's also this part where it's hard-coded with a escrow smart contract where there's um, X amount of, of stable coins uh, staked directly to it. In this case, it was uh, DGX gold tokens. Mm -hmm. So you have these bullion X NFTs that are extremely rare, and then they're staked with X amount of these DGX tokens. 
and uh, they're 3D, they're beautiful, they're all derived and designed by different OG crypto artists in the space. And um, so that was actually something that started almost a year and a half ago and um, was kind of what led to the beginning of what became Avagachi eventually, because Avagachi is also an NFT filled with utility, but it was it was kind of taking what we learned, the lessons learned with BullionX and building on that and gamifying it much, much more to a much greater extent, and then throwing a DAO and, and open source governance into it and, and really pushing the limits and seeing how far we could go. So I think the fun we had thinking about how to create Avagachi and what it could be and really pushing boundaries um, was really what also led to it getting so much attention and enthusiasm from the crypto community early on, which has been very, very helpful for us getting to where we are today with Avagachi now live. Uh, the first haunt of Avagachis, there's 10,000 10, potentially in existence. There's 10,000 portals. You got to summon your Avagachi. Um, but yeah, all of that really came to be over the last year. And it was a lot of almost like iterating through each NFT project to get to where we are. So Avagachis possess three different attributes, which determine their overall value and rarity. So it's spirit force traits and wearables. And again, you, the, the listener right now, needs to actually go and see these. So while you're listening to this, you know, Google Avagachi, that's A-A-V-E-G-O-T-C-H-I. So while we're talking about this, Go there and take a look. I love the design of it, by the way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of the late 70s, early 80s, and some of the design kind of harks back to that kind of period, which I love. Um, and so when someone's coming on there, uh, kind of walk them through just briefly what they're going to experience. And then what I want to do is I want to pivot to really how you are marrying a lot of NFT functionality with DeFi. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about collateral stakes and dynamic rarities and rarity farming and DAO governance. But before we get into all of the DeFi interoperability, talk to us about the experience. So someone comes in there, they're going to the website right now as they listen to you talk. What are they going to see? What are they going to do? Right. So you go to avagachi.com and what you find is, yeah, a very nostalgic type of presentation. It it pulls from Tamagotchis of the 90s and it pulls from those you know, uh, Windows 95 or even earlier type of computer monitors. That, <laughs> yeah. So you almost have like, you'll see a green screen with some computer icons there, just like your Windows desktop almost, except really simplified. And what you want to do is um, if you go there, depending when you go there, we'll ha highlight like a main event in the middle. Uh, for example, if there's a raffle going on, you'll see a big raffle there. And those are like different events we do. But basically the upper left corner has the play button. And naturally you want to go there, you click play. And when you open that up, you're going to, that's basically your home for you and your Avagachi collection. So you have, you know, different topics like uh, my items, my Avagachis and my portals. And um, the workflow, the way it kind of works is when you get started, you want to get yourself a portal. This is a magic door that really in the end, it's, it's kind of like, I guess the metaphor of like a pack of cards kind of works here because within that portal door, you have 10 randomly generated Avagachis inside. They're on-chain, randomly generated through the power of uh, Chainlink Oracles. And it's really cool the way we tied all that in. But for the user, what you're doing is you're opening that portal door and you wait for that Oracle to engage and boom, you have 10 different Avagachis. This includes different visual traits, different personality traits, and different, like you mentioned, Ave uh, interest generating tokens as collaterals. And so each one's unique in these different ways. 
And ultimately, you have to choose one, and you can summon that one. It means bring it into existence. The other nine evaporate. They're gone forever. But you choose the best of the ten, and that one sticks with you as your your best friend, your crypto pet, however you like to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, and from there, yeah, really the the most fun that's being had, and even if you don't own an Avagachi, is going uh, right below my items and looking down. You'll see the bazaar. Now, what is the bazaar? That is our secondary marketplace, a little bit like an open sea NFT market, if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Except it's pretty much really gamified and just made for made to order for Avagachis and all the different things you can equip your Avagachi with. So the Avagachi is an NFT, but so is every NFT wearable, the hat, the shirt, all those funky outfits are also NFTs. And so you can start arranging and equipping these different items to supercharge your Avagachis traits. And um, that's really the long and short of it is you want to you take care of your Avogachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pet it every day with an on-chain transaction. That's a big reason um, we, we are an Ethereum first project, but we ended up launching on the second layer on, on Polygon or formerly known as Matic. So oh. that way, all these different transactions you're doing cost like fractions of a penny. They're virtually free. And you're able to interact with your Avagachi daily and increase its kinship score. So it literally has like a little heart monitor and it's, uh, its relationship with you goes up and down according to how often you interact with it, how often you equip different items and change its clothes. And um, so you can, you can check a lot of this out by just exploring the bazaar. Right. I want people to just take a break there because you threw a lot at them. We're going to talk about intrinsic value and the rarity score and a little bit more just to get a better understanding. But for a benchmark, I guess, if you can say, if you want to use that as a benchmark, but Pokemon, especially Pokemon Go, when that came out, had about 500 million users around September of 2016, roughly it's sitting at about a billion, about a year ago, uh, before the pandemic, it's a billion people. You know, we're, we're talking about 3 billion people around the world that play games, and this has got gamification in it, that play games every day. Yeah, this is not a small. This is we're we're talking, getting close. We're we're a population. We're about seven point eight billion people. We're getting close to almost fifty percent of the world that are playing games in a sense every single day, like Pokemon and things like that. So, as you stretch your imagination, you start to think about what Avagachi is doing here. There is a very large total addressable market. So keep that in mind. Intrinsic value. So you start to talk about that a little bit. Just digging into a little bit more. So. For instance, if the Avogachi is staked with 10 ADI, um, then the intrinsic value would be 10 ADI plus whatever extra ADI has accrued from the lending pool. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about the intrinsic value here because a lot of people from the outside say, well, what's the value of these? How can you actually value these? And so you start talking about that in your white paper. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So what we really wanted to do, again, kind of like building off of Bullion X and the intrinsic gold, we said DeFi is much more um, interesting and full of potential for for exactly these type of things. Like we want to be able to grow our money, right? We don't want to just um, uh, necessarily hold a static value. So we came across and realized that Aave and what they've done with these very intuitive tokens uh, is exactly the right fit for uh, basically wrapping inside of an NFT. So long story short, you got your all these different A tokens, A link, A stable coins like USDC, USDT, they're all there. And they all earn interest according to their lending rates 
uh, natively. You don't have to push any buttons. You don't have to do anything. It just grows in your wallet. Yesterday you had a thousand USD, AUSDT, and maybe tomorrow you have a thousand and five. So wrapping these inside of an Avagachi makes basically means your Avagachi is like a digital piggy bank. You know, that is your piggy bank. You have to deposit uh, at least a minimum amount of the uh, matching collateral into your Avagachi in order to summon it. So when you're looking at those 10 choices of an Avagachi and you finally say, I want the link themed one, you've got to go out and get some A link from Ave's platform. Mm-hmm. And, and you have as much time as you need to do that. It's not like a, like you have to do it that moment. But whenever you're ready to summon it, you come in and just, it's like putting money inside a piggy bank. And the moment and the act of doing that uh, puts that intrinsic value inside of your NFT and brings it to life. And um, all the personality traits and all those other randomly generated parts come in later down the road when it comes to the mini games. And like, like you said, kind of the nostalgia factor and they're all pixelated cute ghosts. We want to be like, you can take your Avogadro and go into an arcade mm-hmm. and play all these fun little games that are pick up and play easy to play. Everybody can get them. And um, at the same time, they're farming like XP points and, and, and leveling up their Avogadro to be stronger for rarity farming and all these competitions we have right. that again, come back to the kind of the DeFi inspired aspects of it. And the user, the player owns those assets, owns that XP, owns those things. And they, if they wanted to potentially sell them, they could use your platform to do that, or they can go to OpenSea, right? Yep. They could go to any NFT, especially if it's on, um, on Polygon's layer, but also we are, this week we'll be opening a bridge and uh, you'll be able to bridge these Avogadro back to layer one if, if that's what you want to do. So, um, but the gamification and all of those dynamic traits, those are much, much better appreciated on layer two. Uh, but yeah, the true ownership, that's so key. And it's kind of a, a dirty secret with some of the NFTs. It's, it's getting more and more understood that there's a spectrum on you know, how on-chain your, your metadata is with an NFT. Sometimes it's just a URL pointing to a, an AWS server, right? Like mm-hmm. the visuals. And that's, that's going to be problematic more and more in the future as these startups that host these images and things fall away, it's like, okay, there really wasn't all that much there, but um, we really want to future proof this. So we try to take all the best practices we've seen developing in the industry. And like, for example, Avastars, the guys um, at NFT 42, they were the first to really push this idea of figuring out how to store lightweight images directly on Ethereum's blockchain because you know it's not really supposed to be a cloud com- you know it's not cloud so is that some interoperability with IPFS or something like that better than that um yeah a lot of IPFS I'd say on the spectrum somewhere in the middle but you know IPFS is a bit overrated because if you don't have the miners mine your particular work and it's not active for x amount of time you actually have a almost higher risk than AWS of losing that image so it gets problematic um there's no like perfect solution except anchoring those images directly to the actual layer, like base layer. So mm-hmm. Avastars did that with Ethereum. We're doing it where all our images, all our metadata is anchored directly as SVG files straight to um, to the Matic layer. So as long as that blockchain exists, those Avogadro are, are never, ever going away. And um, that's very different than, you know, the majority of NFTs you see out there trading today. So while I have you still, as we finish up, I wanted to hit on rarity farming. Um, it's a game mechanism, uh, that you guys introduced to encourage reward through, uh, thoughtful gameplay and active participation, you know, would love to think about what thoughtful play, you know, gameplay is and active participation from users. 
you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Rarity farming is probably the thing I'm most excited about because it's kind of the follow through on all these things we just talked about. So now you have this on-chain, completely on-chain NFT. It has all these data points. It has intrinsic value. And we want to gamify these personality traits. So you take those NFT wearables, all these different items, and and your kinship score when you're interacting with your Avogachi every day. And what we did is we split into three categories. And these are actually being announced uh, today. Like while while we're recording this, we're publishing the details on the play-to-earn rewards. But like... Basically, rarity farming is taking care of your Avogachi, using your Avogachi. Don't let don't let it collect dust in your wallet. If you do those things, you will see your Avogachi climb these three various leaderboards we have throughout an eight-week period. It's called season one of rarity farming from, um, from April 20 to June 15. So that eight-week period, there's snapshots of the on-chain interactions and wherever you are on that leaderboard when the snapshot of the entire blockchain is taken it's indisputable we find where you were ranked and there's a payout and what we did is we completely reinvested in the community because we do want to go for the mainstream you know you mentioned pokemon go and the incredible numbers they put up right now we're niche and we're proving the theory but eventually we want to see millions of Avogachi, just like we see millions of Tamagotchis. And the way to go there is to sh- to really explore and deliver on this new play-to-earn gameplay mechanism that is being developed by us and a number of other, other uh, game makers in the blockchain space. I think that's what's really going to unlock things when people realize, okay, I get this game item, I use it, I take care of it, and the the uh, tokens come back to me for for doing that. So it's you're farming our our native ghost token by doing this because basically what happened is um, on our first NFT launch for the ten thousand portals we had millions of dollars worth of ghosts come into the to the system right sold out in under a minute. Well, forty percent of those ghosts get immediately uh, sent to a rewards pool that is reserved for rarity farming. So the community ends up just investing in themselves and by virtue of playing the game as best as you can and and, uh, loving your Avogachi, you're going to end up seeing uh, at every two-week interval through this season, um, ghost being farmed. And and some of the rewards are are actually quite outlandish. The top spots, I mean, uh, will will pull tens of thousands of dollars worth of ghost. Um, So it's going to be really exciting. We're trying to redefine the the play-to-earn kind of category and do it on a larger scale, a scale that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope mm-hmm. it pulls up, you know, plays out in a way that gets everyone's attention. And if the gameplay and everything else is there and we're constantly shipping, I think uh, it can only go up from there. I think I should get a royal royalty on that because I started talking about play to earn six, six or seven months ago. I said that there was a huge issue here where traditional gaming was pay to play. You have to buy V-Bucks. You have to buy, you know, all the you know all the different you know kind of tokens specifically to those games to actually buy the skins and everything else whereas in these games you play and you earn this is huge if people are listening to this this is going to be a massive paradigm shift three billion people around the world playing games every day when they start to realize and they start to come onto these platforms and they are they will start to see that they are actually going to play and earn a digital asset that has value this is big. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about Avogachi if they want to start playing, if they want to get into it? 
Yeah, just uh, check out avagachi.com and probably the second best resource is our completely community-owned and managed wiki.avagachi.com. The wiki has all the different wearables. It's it's a blast to just kind of go through there and check it out. And of course, all the socials uh, are Avagachi. So Twitter, Avagachi, Medium, those kind of places. Yep. And our Discord is probably our main hub. That's where everybody's chatting. Got it. Jesse Johnson, co-founder of Avagachi, a project I love in the NFT space. Please check it out. And uh, Jesse, hopefully we can have you on again towards the end of the year and see how things are going. Absolutely. Thanks so much, David. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets. This podcast is presented by Blockworks Group, one of the best digital asset event and media production companies that I know of. For exclusive content and events that provide insight into digital assets, visit them at blockworksgroup.io. You won't be disappointed.